G'day mate, 40 here. I was listening to Herb K video yesterday, Arvo, and Herb said something that would sound uh, shocking from a 12-step perspective. He said, God does not run my life. I run my life. I manage my life. And that strikes me as true and commonsensical. I don't really know what it means when people say God runs my life. So, thanks to tools, steps, sponsorship, philosophy, community, insights that I gained in 12-step programs, I feel like I've effectively managed my life since 2016. Right, there have been some down points. Right, I felt down for a couple of weeks at a time. I'd have to have a tremendous amount of inner strength and inner confidence right, that I'll act with integrity, speak with integrity. I have to respect and like myself basically to do live streams. And when I was struggling between 2012 and 2014, I did almost no videos. So to show up on camera requires a certain amount of you know, comfort with myself and uh, self-respect that I hope is grounded in some, some amount of reality. But overall, since 2016, you know, I feel like I've managed my life effectively. You know, I paid off credit card debt. You know, I paid my debts, cleaned my side of the street. Uh, effectively negotiated between my desire for maximum freedom of expression and my desire for maximum of human attachment, community. But uh, I agree with her, God does not manage my life. I don't know what that means when people say God runs my life. So I will think in terms of, you know, what would God have me be? What would God think about this? What does the Torah say about this? What does the Jewish tradition say about this? But Yes, here are some of the main tools, philosophies, techniques I've learned for managing my life from set programs that I think I've integrated so that they've become a part of me. They, they're forms of software that I've installed on my system. Perhaps the most significant is thinking about what if everything I say and do is portrayed fairly and accurately on the front page of the New York Times. So having a sense of uh, what would thousands of people say if they saw what I was saying and doing? Uh, what if my, my words and actions were absolutely public knowledge? You know, friends and enemies all saw them. I find that is a very stern jolt of reality that I found helpful. So I find it infinitely easy to uh, fool myself, but I find it a lot more difficult to uh, fool other people, or even to think about fooling other people. So many of the excuses that I draw up for myself, I immediately see they would not fly if they were quoted accurately on the front page of the New York Times. So, 
I used to kind of live my life trying to get away with as much as I could. Perhaps it comes from being the youngest child, someone of a rebellious temperament, being a preacher's kid, being really proud at how effectively I could code switch between home and between different groups. I feel like I had the ability to you know, get along with a wide variety of people and groups, situations, circumstances. And so, sensing that I'm good at something and then trying to use it to get away with as much as I can. So, trying to get away with it has been a long time instinct of mine which has not served me. So, the opposite of getting away with it is what if this is portrayed accurately on front page of CNN? Then, another part of this recovery software that I feel like has been installed on my system is carrying a sense of the people who I most love, most appreciate, and feel the most gratitude toward, like carrying a sense of them into my life, and then thinking about how would they react to things I was doing and saying, right, after they'd sacrificed me, after they'd extended themselves to me, after they'd shown me kindness and generosity, right, and think about the obligations I have to others, or the profundity of my ties to other people. I get in connection with the, the, the love and gratitude that I feel for the most important people in my life. I find that's a really good uh, software to install on my system, walking around with as much as possible with an appropriate level of uh, love and gratitude for the good things that I've had in my life. Then, uh, tracking I found helpful, so tracking my time, noticing where I'm spending my time. So sometimes I might find like a Sunday getting away from me by using my time to further my goals, further my values, to do the things that I'm best at. I was spending an appropriate amount of time to earn a living, an appropriate amount of time in communal activities, appropriate amount of time to indulge my intellectual interests, appropriate amount of time to do things that are fun and rewarding, appropriate amount of time with friends. Do I have any projects that are important to me? Am I putting time into them? If I've got physical ailments, am I doing the exercises and the procedures that I need to do to overcome these physical ailments? Right, so tracking my time, I find it's an important piece of software that I've installed on my system. So that can mean if I've got you know, a concrete series of obligations, which I usually have had over the past seven years. So if 50 hours of my week is already uh, dedicated, then I don't have to necessarily write down how I'm spending my time because what's left over after that 50 hours a week, that's mine. Uh, tracking how I spend my money, my, growing my savings most every month significantly. Tracking my spending and making sure that I haven't paid any 
interest on my credit cards. I'm always paying off my credit card bill. Okay, Ricardo, my buddies here. If you're not streaming 50 hours a week, are you even trying? <laughs> oh. One thing about live streaming is it's fairly transparent, right? It's, if someone's not really into what they're doing, like it becomes painfully obvious. Uh, I will often launch into a stream thinking I have more energy, enthusiasm, and insight into the topic than I really have. And uh, then I press go live and my world shrinks and possibilities shrink and uh, I start to feel the fatigue and I just don't have it. So certainly a lot easier to live stream when you've got live streaming partners, when you've got a panel and guests, or when you've got articles or videos or podcasts lined up, you know, queued up to their correct place with, with commentary that you've written down so you can build off of it. I can rarely rant about something for more than five, ten minutes. Yeah, I'm absolutely, of course, the same way. I'm no Kevin Michael Grace. Even that is pushing it. Absolutely agreed. I mean, like, who are these supermen who can last during the act of love more than two minutes? Right? Who are these supermen? Yeah, so live streaming is like the act of love. Like, who among us can just spontaneously perform it, the act of love for more than a few minutes at a time? Rush Limbaugh for three hours a day. Ah, but he had callers, he had a whole team, he had uh, sound bites to play off of. Uh, he got to devote his whole life to it. Dennis Prager has a gift of the gap, but even Dennis Prager, he runs a guest-dominated show. So Rush Limbaugh ran a show that was primarily the host point of view. Right? Dennis Prager runs a very different show. Dennis Prager has a guest-dominated show. Guests and callers dominate his show. Well, for Rush Limbaugh, Kevin Michael Grace, okay, they can do a show you know, primarily revolving around their own opinions and perspectives. Uh, I need a panel or guests or content that I can then uh, comment on. So an excellent uh, YouTube video just dropped yesterday how the Dallas Cowboys coaching staff set up uh, Dak Prescott for way too many interceptions, largely blaming the former offensive coordinator Kellen Moore uh, also putting substantial blame with Dak Prescott, but it explained why Dak Prescott, even though he missed five games last season, led the league in interceptions with 15. So I think like T.J. Rollins or Rollins on the NFL. I just watched that this morning, excellent video on uh, Dak Prescott's interception problem. So we don't know ourselves except in relation to others. And so can Dak Prescott win a Super Bowl? Yeah. So Rollins on the NFL points out clearly Dak Prescott's not a top 10 quarterback. His, his arm strength, right, his talent is you know, probably somewhere between the top 10, top 15 among NFL quarterbacks. 
but uh, you know, Dak Prescott rises and falls according to two primary things. One, the talent around him. So when they lost a running back to a broken foot against the 49ers, right, nobody could get open because it was just that running back and C.D. Lamb, who are the playmakers left on the Cowboys' offense. So lack of talent. And uh, in secondary, I think, is scheme, right? So it's Mitch's and Joe's over X's and O's, as one wag put it, right? Talent's more important than scheme. But Cowboys lacked playmaker talent last year, and their scheme got shut down by the San Francisco 49ers like two years in a row in the playoffs. The Cowboys should have won that playoff game against the 49ers except for Dak Prescott's interceptions. But, I mean, it's true for live streamers. I can be a great live streamer if I've got you know, a good-sized team on my side. Or I've got you know, people that I can play off of and you know, hand the ball over to and interact with and gain confidence from and gain laughter from. So whether it comes to live streaming or sports or most of life, you know, we, most of us do better with a team. Right? Some men would be absolutely lost without their wives, uh, without their children, without a particular prestigious position in life. When they lose that prestige, right, they just fall apart. Think about late Dr. David Viscott, right, talk radio host, psychiatrist, but when he lost his his prestigious positions, and his life just fell apart and came to a very sad end, even though he was very good at what he did. So, I, I manage my life, yeah, but in conjunction with the other people that I bring into it, that I align myself with, and having the autonomy to be able to distance myself from those type of people who are bad for me. Right. So, good thing about 12 step programs and any sort of community, including religious, ethnic, professional, is that it uh, really helps have other people you can talk to, ask for help, share with, who might have some experience, strength, and hope to share with you. I know, particularly with technical problems, I would just bang my head up against the wall till about. 15 years ago, I realized so much better just to pay someone 50 to $100 an hour to help you with technical issues rather than just banging my head against the wall trying to figure it out for myself. Back to the music.